morning, our journey through Mark takes us along the Sea of Galilee, where, where Jesus calls a tax collector named Levi to be one of his disciples. The, the story is found in Mark 2, 13 through 17. Let, let me share the story with you. Once again, Jesus went out beside the lake. A large crowd came to him and began, and he began to teach them. As he was walking along, he saw Levi, son of Alphaeus, sitting at a tax collector's booth. Follow me, Jesus told him, and Levi got up and followed him. While Jesus was having dinner at Levi's house, many tax collectors and sinners were eating with him and his disciples, for there were many who followed him. When the teachers of the law, who were Pharisees, saw him eating with the sinners and tax collectors, they asked his disciples, why does he eat with tax collectors and sinners? On hearing this, Jesus said to them, it is not the healthy who need a doctor, but the sick. I have not come to call the righteous, but sinners. Let's bow for prayer. Dear, dear Father, I thank you so much for this opportunity that I have to share this message. And God, I pray that you would speak through me. And God, I would pray that all of our hearts and minds will be open uh, to your truth today. God, help us to learn and help us to live what we learn as well. We pray all this in the powerful name of your son, Jesus. Amen. There's a special way that I can identify with today's story. My, my dad was a tax collector. I mean, he worked for the Internal Revenue Service for more than 25 years collecting taxes from businesses in the inner city of St. Louis. I can tell you he was not a very popular man. There were times when he had to have police protection when he was closing down a business for delinquent taxes. Now multiply that a hundred times, and you would have some understanding of how despised tax collectors were back in Jesus' day. Tax collectors worked for the evil Roman government. Thus, they were considered traitors to the Jews. Plus, most tax collectors charged a lot more tax than what was required, making themselves very rich when most people were very poor. And so tax collectors were considered outcasts from Jewish society. They were disqualified from attending the synagogue. On the social ladder, they were at the very bottom, down with the prostitutes and other so-called sinners. And, and so, as we will learn in this morning's story, those are the very people that Jesus came for. Those sinners, or maybe I should say we sinners. I mean, look again at what he said, Mark 2, 17. On hearing this, Jesus said to them, It is not the healthy who need a doctor, but the sick. I've not come to call the righteous, but sinners. Jesus came to be the great physician for those who are spiritually sick. He came to save sinners. That is the one character trait that every human being shares. We are all spiritually sick. We are, we are all sinners. The Bible tells us that all of us have sinned and done wrong in our lives. It says there, there is not one person except Jesus who has done everything right. That, that's what makes today's story so powerful. 
It pictures Jesus as a friend of sinners. As a matter of fact, there is no better friend of sinners than Jesus. He is our bestest friend. And there are four lessons that Jesus, a friend of sinners, wants you and me to learn this morning. Lesson number one. As a friend of sinners, Jesus invites sinners like us to follow him. Remember in the first chapter of Mark, Jesus invited four fishermen. Peter, James, Andrew, and John to come follow him. And, he, and they immediately leave their nets and their families and follow Jesus. Of course, being a fisherman in that day was a reputable occupation. But being a tax collector wasn't reputable. And yet Jesus invites Levi to follow him and be a disciple. Mark 2, verses 13 and 14. Once again, Jesus went out beside the lake. A large crowd came to him and he began to teach them. As he walked along, he saw Levi, son of Alphaeus, sitting at the tax collector's booth. Follow me, Jesus told him, and Levi got up and followed him. Luke 5.28 gives us just a little more information. It says, so Levi got up, left everything, and followed him. His tax collector booth must have been full of both paid and unpaid receipts. Man, there was still money to be collected, tax to be collected, and Levi leaves it all behind to follow Jesus. In some way, Levi made a greater sacrifice than the four fishermen. These fishermen could always go back to their family fishing business, but it would be impossible for Levi to return to the taxing business. The Roman government would never trust him again. However, that doesn't matter to, G to, to Levi. He is going to follow Jesus wherever he leads. And it doesn't matter to Jesus that he is a sinful tax collector. He still wants Levi to be his disciple. The exact same thing is true for all of us. It doesn't matter who we are or what we have done. Whether our occupation is reputable or not, whether you're on the top or the bottom of the social ladder, whether you're popular or not, whether you're liked or not, Jesus wants you to be his disciple. Today, I want each of you to hear Jesus say to you what he, what he said to Levi. He invites you, follow me. Follow me. And so you have a decision to make. Will you follow Jesus? Will you choose to be one of his disciples? Will you go wherever he leads? Will you leave everything behind to follow Jesus? Now maybe you're thinking, with Tom, I don't have to leave everything behind to follow Jesus. I mean, I don't have to leave my job or my family or my house to be his disciples. On one hand, that may be true. And yet, on the other hand, it isn't true. The Lord requires self-sacrifice from those who want to be his disciples. I mean, later in the book of Mark, Jesus tells us what is required to be one of his disciples. Mark 8, 34, it says, Then calling the crowd to join his disciples, he said, If any of you wants to be my follower, my disciple, 
You must give up your own way, take up your cross, and follow me. If you and I want to be disciples of Jesus, we must give up our own way. Our lives have to become all about Jesus and what he desires for us. We must take up our cross, sacrificing our will to do his will. And we must follow him wherever he leads and whatever he teaches. I'm sure it wasn't an easy decision for Levi to leave his taxing business behind to follow Jesus. And again, it may not be an easy decision for you and me either. For us to give up our own way. To take up our cross and follow him. But people, it will be the best decision that you will ever make to follow Jesus. A relationship with him will be worth any sacrifice. The first lesson from Jesus is so important. As a friend of sinners, Jesus invites sinners like us to follow him. Lesson number two. As a friend of sinners, Jesus spends time with sinners like us. Like us. I mean, that's exactly what happens in this morning's story. Mark 2, verses 15 and 16. While Jesus was having dinner at Levi's house, Many tax collectors and sinners were eating with him and his disciples, for, for there were many who followed him. When the teachers lost, who saw who, when the teachers of the law, who were Pharisees, saw him eating with sinners and tax collectors, they asked his disciples, "Why does he eat with tax collectors and sinners?" The Pharisees were literally shocked that Jesus would eat with such sinners. I mean, he claimed to be a godly man. How could he have dinner with such ungodly people? Look, look at how it's described in the New Living Translation, Luke 6, verse number 3, the question that they ask. But the Pharisees and their teachers of religion, religious law complain bitterly to Jesus' disciples, why do you eat and drink with such scum? These religious teachers considered Levi and his friends scum. They would have never sat down and eaten with such evil people. They were too good for that. But, but Jesus, of course, who is perfect, wasn't too good for that. Instead, he seems to have a special place in his heart for those people who were at the lower part of the social ladder. The people that these Jewish leaders would never have anything to do with. And Jesus explains the reason why in Mark 1, 17 again, it says, On hearing this, Jesus said to them, It's not the healthy who need a doctor, but the sick. I've not come to call the righteous, but sinners. Jesus obviously looked at Levi and his friends in a whole different way than the Pharisees. In the Lord's mind, they were, as I said earlier, spiritually sick people who needed a physician. They were lost sinners who needed a Savior. And Jesus is, as one commentary puts it, the perfect doctor to heal us of our sins. He is always available. He always makes the right diagnosis. He provides a complete cure, and he even pays the doctor fee. All of us, 
all of us need Jesus as a great physician. Because all of us are spiritually sick. And all of us without him are lost sinners. I mean, Jesus came to heal the spiritually sick. He came to save lost sinners. But he says that he hadn't come to call the righteous. He hadn't come to call those who thought they were righteous. You know, it's interesting. A doctor can't treat a person who thinks that they're already healthy. A savior can't save a person who thinks that they're already perfect. I mean, that's exactly where these Jewish leaders were at. They, they thought that they were spiritually healthy. They, they didn't need a great physician. They, they thought that they were spiritually perfect. They were righteous. They didn't need any Savior to save them. We, we must be careful that we don't fall into that same kind of mistaken thinking. Let, let's face it, we have a tendency to look at ourselves as better than we really are. And yet the truth is, we are no better than Levi and his friends at the dinner party. We are no better than the five-time divorcee that Jesus met at Jacob's well. We are no better than the adulterous woman who was brought to Jesus. We are no better than the murderer named Saul. Now the Pharisees may want nothing to do with us, but Jesus does. He wants to be with us. He wants to share life with us. If we had a party, he would come. <laughs> and he would want to heal us of our sins. That, that's the second lesson from Jesus. As a friend of sinners, Jesus spends time with sinners like us. Lesson number three. As friends of sinners, Jesus wants his disciples like us to spend time with sinners. This was the very lesson that Jesus was teaching his disciples that day. He was a friend of sinners, and he wanted his disciples to be a friend of sinners. He spent time with sinners, and again, he wants each of them and each of us to spend time with sinners. I mean, you can't impact people's lives if you don't spend some time with them. I mean, Levi understood that principle. That's why he invites his friends and co-workers to his house. Luke 5.29 says it this way, When Levi held a great banquet for Jesus at his house, and a large crowd of tax collectors and others were eating with him. Levi wants to give these people the opportunity to meet Jesus for themselves. And what better way than have a meal together with Jesus and hear him share the same thing motivated Cornelius to invite family and friends to his house to hear the apostle Peter talk about Jesus. Acts 10, 24, the following day he, that's Peter, arrived in, in Caesarea. Cornelius was expecting them and, and had called together his relatives and close friends. Cornelius wants his family and friends to know about Jesus, and we should also want our family, friends, and co-workers to know about Jesus, which means that we need to spend time with those who don't know Jesus, who don't know the great physician, who don't know the great Savior. I mean, we can't be salt flavoring the world around us for God 
if our lives don't intersect with the world. We can't be light brightening the world around us for God if we don't spend time out in the world. Let me me confess something to you. I spend too much time with Christian people. People who already know Jesus. And, And you know that's probably true of all of us. I mean, there's certainly nothing wrong with getting together with Christians for worship and for study, for fellowship and encouragement, but there is something wrong when we isolate ourselves from those who are not Christians. I mean, Jesus didn't do that, and we shouldn't do that. Instead, we must purposely spend time with those who do not know Jesus, sharing life with them. Jesus doesn't want us to be either spiritual porcupines or spiritual chameleons. If we are spiritual porcupines, we isolate ourselves from non-believers. And if we are spiritual chameleons, we simply become like non-believers. We just copy their lives. See, Jesus wants us to be in the world, but he doesn't want us to become like the world. Being in the world to give a witness to Jesus, but not becoming like the world, because that hurts our very witness. See, that's exactly what Jesus did. And that's what we must do. Learning from him and living like him. In relationship with those who are non-believers. And so that's the third lesson from Jesus. As friends of sinners, Jesus wants his disciples, like us, to spend time with sinners. And then lesson number four, as friends of sinners, Jesus wants his disciples, like us, to invite sinners to follow him. Remember, that's how our story began with Jesus, inviting Levi to follow him. And then as his disciple, Jesus wants Levi to invite others to follow him. I mean, that's really what prompted this dinner. Levi wants his friends and co-workers to also follow Jesus. And we should want our family, friends, and co-workers to also follow Jesus. Which means that at some point, at some point, we need to invite them to follow him. I mean, that is the very mission of our congregation. We want to be a connecting place. We want to be disciples of Jesus who lovingly connect others with him. Let me read what Jesus said to the Jewish teachers to confront them. In Mark 2, 17, On hearing this, Jesus said to them, It's not the healthy who need a doctor, but the sick. I've not come to call the righteous but sinners. A week ago yesterday, Joanna Sconberg took five of us through the Red Cross first aid and CPR training. We were taught how to handle everything from a cut to someone choking to heart attack. And I have to admit that I don't feel real confident in handling all of those different situations, but I know enough that I believe that I can help someone in a medical emergency. See, with knowledge comes responsibility. I'm going to do my best to keep you from dying. (laughs) The same thing needs to be true spiritually. With knowledge comes responsibility. We need to do our best to keep others from dying spiritually. (laughs) 
We are literally surrounded by people who Jesus says are spiritually sick because of sin. And we know, we know the great physician who can cure them. We must, we must share Jesus with them. I understand if you may not feel confident about what you know about Jesus. But each of us knows enough that we can help someone in need of his healing. Levi knows enough about Jesus that he wants his friends and family to know him. And and we know enough about Jesus that we should want others to know him also. I mean, think about it. Someone invited us to follow Jesus. It is only right for us to invite others. I mean, that's the fourth lesson from Jesus. As friends of sinners, Jesus wants his disciples, like us, to invite sinners to follow him. That, that brings us to our practical applications this morning. always like to end my messages this way. I mean, what do we need to do as a result of this morning's message? Here are four, or excuse me, three action steps. Now, number one, recognize that Jesus wants you to follow him. No matter who you are or what you've done. Just as he called Levi, I want you to hear him call you. He wants you to be his disciple. He wants you to follow him. It's his invitation. And you have to decide how you respond. And so number two, decide to follow Jesus and become his disciple. Learning from him and living like him. That's, again, what it means to be a disciple. It means to learn from his teachings and then to live as he taught and as he lived. As I said earlier, you will never regret the decision you make to become one of his disciples. You will never regret the relationship that you can have with Jesus. And then last of all, Be a friend to sinners like Jesus, spending time with sinners and inviting them to follow him. Again, that's our purpose as a church. We want to be disciples of Jesus who lovingly connect others with him. And so that's our challenge. Our challenge to you today is to become one of his disciples and then to live as one of his disciples. If there's some way that we can help you in that process, either in becoming a disciple of His or in living as a disciple, we want to do that. And we just ask you to give us a call. To give us a call. Our phone number here at the church is 217-379-4443. Or again, you can contact us. You can contact us through our website, paxtonchurchofchrist.org. There's a place to contact us. And so we, we want to help you know a relationship with Jesus, a saving relationship and a serving relationship. Let me, let me pray for you. Dear, dear Father, I thank you so very much for this story And I thank you so very much for caring about Levi and his friends. And God, I pray that each of us will know that you care about us and our friends. 
Doesn't matter what we've done. Doesn't matter who we are. Doesn't matter where we're at on that social ladder. God, you love us. And so, God, I pray you're working in, in our lives. God, help us to come to you and become a disciple. And then help us with your spirit and your word to live as disciples. God, I pray you're working among us more than ever before. God, work in us that you might work through us. That's our prayer. In Jesus' name, amen. We want to thank you for listening this morning. We're glad that you joined us. Uh, we, we invite you to come and be with us in person. We're meeting on Sunday mornings at, at 1030. We'd be glad to have you. We, we're trying to do it safely. We believe we can. But if you can choose to continue to meet with us on the radio, we're glad to have you. And we look forward to sharing with you next Sunday. Have a great week. God bless.